Hello, this is Norman, and welcome to Run With Horses Daily. I have not been around a whole lot this week. My mother-in-law fell and broke her hip, so we've been working on how to get her back in her home, and hopefully she'll get through enough rehab to make it back here. So as my wife and I are getting ready for that, I have slipped on a lot of things I normally would like to do, but I have been reading through Philippians, and I have one of my many favorite passages. I probably say that all the time. But in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14, it's a little longer passage than what I normally look at, but it is a really good, really good uh, long passage, long sentence from Paul. It says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I really like this passage because, you know, sometimes we have a tendency to want to dwell in the past. And if we dwell in the past, we really don't do well in the present quite often. And there are all kinds of reasons why we tend to, to dwell in the past. And uh, spends too much time there. Sometimes it's because we've had hurts or things done to us, things that we regret that we have done. There's all these reasons why we tend to keep thinking about the past and maybe wish we could do a, have a do-over. We consider the, um, the mistakes that we've made, the past that we wish we had taken, or often people continually struggle with the things that were done to them. And rather than being able to um, put it behind them, whether that's through forgiveness or through just giving it to God, they continue hold, holding on to it, which really hinders their current day-to-day -day walk with Christ. Ultimately, there's any number of reasons why we might struggle to let go of the past. But if we live in the past, we struggle to live in the present. Uh, and I think it's important that we recognize God is with us today, he was with us in the past, but that's in the past. Whatever mistakes we made are in the past. We may have consequences. Okay, deal with those today. But we don't need to continue wallowing in the mistakes of the past. In guilt or unforgiveness and all those things, it's best if we can give that to God, recognizing that God will ultimately complete His work in us. We don't have to worry about that. So leave the past in the past, deal with the consequences, and go forward. And we need to press forward. And we can only do that if we're firmly living in today. But then also, if we do on the past, we can't go forward. But at the same time, if we're content in the present, we're probably not going to go forward very well. Uh, it's important to recognize that we live in today and God has things for us today uh, that require us to, to not be con content. I mean, there's a, there is a sense in which we are content. You know, Paul talked about contentment, and that's being satisfied with whatever God has given me today. But it's not being content necessarily with who I am. I'm not mature yet. I'm not who God ultimately is making me into. I still have progress to make, and I want to be, I want to have a godly discontentment with where I am. Now, I, I trust Him to do His part, but my discontentment should drive me to do my part whether that's spending time in God's Word, 
whether that's exploring the spiritual disciplines and considering how I can give him more of my time and more of my energy and more of my focus each day, or how I can do, whether it's my job or my family life, my uh, role as a husband, how can I do that in a way that reflects better upon Jesus? So I, I don't want to be completely content with today, but I do want to live uh, in, in today. But I don't want to be perfectly content, because if I'm content, I'm probably not going to be thinking about the future and the things that I need to be spending time and energy on if I'm to become the person God intends for me to be. So I want to be uh, moving forward. I want to be focusing on this goal of Christ's likeness, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus that Paul is talking about. God has called me uh, to pursue him, to pursue righteousness and holiness and godliness. When Jesus said, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me, he's intending for me to put some effort into this process myself. Yes, he has given me the Holy Spirit. He has changed me. He ultimately will accomplish that work of sanctification, but I have a part to play and I want to do that well. And I can't do that if I'm dwelling in the past and I can't do that well if I'm just perfectly content in the future. And some of us, um, we might call it contentment and say, well, it's like Paul, I'm content. But what we actually are is, is lazy. <laughs> Sometimes God calls us to do difficult things, and we resist that. Well, that's not contentment. That's quite often spiritual laziness. We're not willing to put the time in that God has, uh, not willing to approach the task that God has given us uh, with good energy and the desire to be really changed. So I, I really love this passage. It's encouraging to me to recognize I'm not what I will be. I like the way he puts that. I'm not already perfected. He will be. He understands that. But I'm not there yet. And I understand that too. And hopefully you do. We will stand before God ultimately perfected. But we're not there yet. We live in the uh, not yet time. <laughs> I think that's a, a great place for us to recognize. Um, I'm not in the past. That's gone. And today, I'm not what I will be. So I'm pressing on toward that future. So hopefully... Uh, you are doing that as well. Uh, how do you do that? Well, I, I really encourage you, if you haven't done it, consider the spiritual disciplines. Um, Richard Foster has a book, The Celebration of Discipline, I think it's the one by him. That is a good uh, introduction to the spiritual disciplines. There are others, but to examine the spiritual disciplines and consider how would I include those in my life? What are the things that I can add into my life or take away from my life that are going to help me? The things you add in are things like more opportunities for prayer or Bible study or uh, community or fellowship or um, Bible memorization or meditation. But we often think of the spiritual disciplines and limit that to fasting. And, and even when we think about fasting, we tend to limit it to food. But I don't even know if that's, that is a really important one for us still today, but Right now, I think one of the, the best things that people can do is fast from technology, from their smartphone, from their social media, from some of those things. And it depends on who you are, which one might make the most sense for you. But often, if we clear some of that mental space that social media takes in our mind, for example, we free up some mental space for God. And particularly if you can do that for a long enough period to get over the, the withdrawal that you, you feel when you're not, not checking your Facebook page every 
uh, two minutes or getting your, your Twitter feed notifications every 30 seconds. Um, if you can get away from that for a week or a month, uh, I think you, you find yourself in a different place. You have to deal with um, this silence. It's not a, a verbal silence. It's not a, something you can hear, but it's a mental silence that you have to feel. And the goal of fasting is to clear something out of your life to provide uh, focus and energy and opportunity for God. So particularly if you fast from something like so social media and then input intentional um, meditating on scripture. So one of the things I have, I have uh, three by five index cards and I made a little duct tape holder for them. And I have about 30 verses that I have in there that I'm kind of focusing on and I'm thinking about, and some of them I have memorized, other ones I haven't memorized yet, but I'm, I want to think about. So one of the ones, like the top one on the deck right now that I haven't memorized, I'm starting to work on is Zephaniah 317 says, the Lord, your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. So I'm taking that verse and sometimes I'll take the card and sit and meditate on it. I've been known to take a card like that and uh, go jogging and, and think about it or to take a walk and try to, to try to memorize it. But if you do that, you're, I, I have a great app called Verse Locker that's great for helping memorize scripture. But having that on the three by five card allows me to get away from my cell phone and all those notifications, uh, away from social media and take that card and be alone with God. I think there's value in that. So think about what is it? Might not be social media. It might be books. It might be music. It might be movies. It could be anything that really has become a focal point in your life that you might be able to remove temporarily, at least, to allow more space for God. So I encourage you to think about things like that as you're considering what it means for you to press toward the goal. Hopefully this has been encouraging to you. I certainly have enjoyed reading through Philippians this week. Have a great day.